Good to have you back. Thanks to everybody watching over on YouTube. We appreciate it. Listening on the app, the Zone Madison, all throughout the great state of Wisconsin, whether you're listening in Green Bay, Menominee, Marinette. That's another place we haven't been in a while. we got to get up to Menominee, Marinette. Going to be in Pembine, Wisconsin, coming up here middle of the month. And then, obviously, our friends in Milwaukee on the Big 920. Our friends out in Madison, as we mentioned, the Zone. We've got our friends in Platteville and such. We're going to be all over the state of Wisconsin. Talking Packers, for the most part, during the huddles, but... Kind of wrapping up the uh, the baseball season, a tough way to go down, but I was excited the Brewers got the 92 wins, I have to admit. Joining us now, talking more baseball, uh, host of the uh, um, uh, Locked on Brewers podcast, that's our buddy Chuck Freeman now joining us on the hotline. Chucker, how you doing? Very good. You know, you're talking about Menominee Marinette. I was just talking to Eric Bergstrom up there a couple of weeks ago, and he's been on my Football Friday Night Show, which they air as well. And he said, yeah, he said, I'd love to have both you guys come up sometime. And he said, yeah. I've been up there in a while. He says, you come up for the M&M game, which was earlier this year. But, yeah, maybe we should make a dual appearance up there. I would love to do that. I I, I love that little area. I, I just do. I mean, I, there's a lot of great small towns throughout the state of Wisconsin. But I just, whenever I get a chance to get up there, it's just so cool. And there's, I'll tell you this, Chuck, you can pretty much walk down the streets. Uh, and whether you're going to Mickey Lou's or you're going over to the pick up some Colonel K's pasties, or just walk down the streets to the bars. They got so much all over the place up there just to kind of do and see. So I, I've yet to really fully experience it, but I'd love to get back up in that area. It's awesome, man. It's awesome stuff. They do. I, so I'm always up there. go ahead. I, I'm always up there for Final Four weekend because my kid plays on a three and three hockey, you know, tournament up there. He's, he's really? four years old. So we're up okay. there. We go up there every Final Four weekend, and I tune his station on, um, and then I just you know like I listen to the Final Four. While I'm, you know, carting around, you know, going to various places up there, you know, taking him to, out to eat or, or right. going to his hockey games. But I love that. I, I love that area too. I do. I do. Yep. My favorite cousins right there. On um, really okay. On the Marinette side, yeah. Right when you drive it up there, I go to that cousins all the time. Excellent, excellent stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, that being said, we weren't drowning our sorrows in uh, cousins last night, unless you were just extremely hungry. I think it was more bourbon and beer. So the the, the season comes to an end. Now I, I'm not. I'm disappointed they didn't advance, of course, and I'm disappointed they didn't get a win. But they overachieved, in my opinion. So I picked them at 83 wins. They end up with 92. I'm not overly disappointed, but now what? Now, now, because, I mean, obviously, Chuck, this did not go the way they wanted it, and it was kind of a microcosm of the season. You had guys, runners in scoring position, and they couldn't come up with a big hit. Well, they ended up being who we thought they were going to be, a team that wasn't going to be able to come through in the clutch, which – We've done all season long watching these guys not being able to call the big moment. How many times in this series did they put guys on base, ducks in the pond, Bill, and unable to come up with a clutch hit? I mean, the eighth inning was a microcosm of the offense for the entire season. We knew the pitching was going to be there. but And people are going to say, well, Corbin Burns could hold on to a 3 nothing lead. Well, Freddie Peralta couldn't hold on to a 2 nothing lead. Screw that. How about scoring those guys some runs? So they don't have to mm-hmm. hold on to leads. Yeah, you know Corbin not holding on to a three nothing lead, but you know what? When when they came back and tied the game and took the lead in the fourth inning in game one, the Brewers never responded offensively. They scored the first. They scored three runs in the first two innings on Tuesday night in game one. Did nothing the rest of the night. Scored two runs in the first inning against Zach Gallen. Had him on the ropes at 31 pitches on two on Wednesday night. Didn't do anything. So don't blame this on Peralta. Don't blame this on Burns. This offense, and that's a major thing that needs to get fixed in the offseason. We knew that even going into the playoffs, Bill, that they had to get this offense fixed. 
because there's too many guys on that team who, I mean, you look at that lineup, the guys who were in the third and fourth spot in this lineup, Santana and Canna, okay, love those guys, but they weren't even on this team to start the season. You had to go out and make trades for both of those guys. Uh, and, and, and you put them in the heart of the order. I don't think Santana's going to be back next year. I would love to have Canna back, but there's a lot of retooling that needs to be done with that offense, and it might start with trading Carbon Burns for some offense. Here's the thing. Is the Brewers, in, for, in the first two games, scored run in the first inning. They scored two runs in the second inning of game one. From the mm-hmm. third inning on in both games, they never plated a run and had runners on – I think if I read correctly, out of the tw- those 12 innings between the third and the ninth of those 12 innings, I think they had runners on in 10 of those innings. Yeah, you look at it, they outhit Arizona in the yeah. series, but Arizona came up, came up with the home run ball. Uh, Tyrone Taylor did a, a home run in the second inning of game one, but hitting with runners in scoring position just seems to be it just seems to be a, just a bad thing for these guys. And it's been a long-standing tradition with the Milwaukee Brewers, getting to the postseason and just falling flat offensively. You know they put so many so much pressure on their pitching staff throughout the season. You know this year, Bill, and you know you can't win games like that. Yeah, you, you got to be mm-hmm. able to score some runs. Sure, they've done it from time to time, but when they needed it most in the postseason, it fell flat. And that was a hungry Diamondbacks team that came in here, a team that's been building for the last two years. And I, I do think the Brewers need to figure out a lot of things in the offseason, just a ton of things. You know, all, I mean, it's going to start with the manager if he's coming back, and then it's going to go right down to who do you keep, who stays, and who goes, because there's several guys in this team. You don't know if the, you know what the plan is, what's, what's their future with the team. they got to figure that out. It's going to be an interesting offseason for the Brewers. You've got uh, the first and third position. You've got usually the corners of the outfield are supposed to be your power. You've got your power coming from your shortstop and Willie Adamas, who's all or nothing, and he's coming up. So what do you think the concentration, the priority should be? And then obviously you've got pitching decisions to make. All of the above. (laughs) (laughs) All of the above, Bill, on offense. Uh, Check all the boxes. First base, Mm -hmm. you're going to have a hole there. Rowdy Telez is not part of this future. And, of course, Santana, they're not going to resign him. you got to figure out what Bryce Terrain, you can't have a second baseman who's going to play gold glove caliber, hit 213. I'm done with Willie Adamas. I don't think he's part of this future. Third base, big hole. you got to get a third baseman in the trade or through free agency. The free agent market isn't very good right now. We'll know more about that as we go along. Left field, Christian Yellick, obviously, you're committed to him financially. You know, in this 270 and 19 home runs, you're committed to him financially for left field. Center field, mm-hmm. you Garrett Mitchell. You hope he comes back from the shoulder injury and, and be the Garrett, uh, becomes the Garrett Mitchell we hope he's going to become. Right field, who knows at point. You know, I don't think Tyrone Taylor is the answer in right field. We'll see. Uh, you know, I think Sal Freelich is probably going to be the right fielder. Um, and then, you know, the DH spot, I think Mark Hanna is definitely a spot on this team. But uh, Monasterio is a utility guy. But, you know, I just went around the horn there, and you got, again, question marks at so many different spots. And then the ones you're making commitments to, you have to because you've made financial commitments to them, like Christian Yelich. Right. Yeah, it, it, but you, 
you could, I guess you could say you're going to throw a dart at a dartboard and you can make an upgrade in a lot of different areas. Oh, yeah. Bill, we can play basement. We can go in your basement, play on the dartboard at this Christmas sweater party you're going to have. We can play, and then we can say, okay, shortstop. What, what are we going to do at shortstop? Take another dart. Yeah. Throw it at center field. Well, you know, Garrett Mitchell stays. First base, what are we going to do? Well, you know, first and third, as you mentioned, your the corner spots, those are your production spots. Right. And pretty much this year, they got nothing out of first and third base. Monasterio played third base, and you, that guy started the season in the minors. He's a mm-hmm. utility player, but you couldn't take him out of the lineup. And they did because they they relied on Josh Donaldson after they picked him up and hope, was hoping he was going to be the big bat, uh, you know, going to turn back to his 2015 form. And that's just not happening. He's done. Uh, so – yeah, you know, you can't – I mean, we all love Andrew Monasterio, and he's a hardworking guy, but you need some you need some stars on this team offensively. Mm-hmm. And, again, it might come with trading Burns, and you got to dip in the – you're going to have to spend a little money in the offseason, Bill. I think that's what you're going to have to do. Here's the outfield. Are you set if Garrett Mitchell comes back and Tyrone Taylor plays right? Because then you'd have Yelich, Mitchell, and, and Taylor. No, I want well Freelich and, and right. I want Freelich and, and right. Freelich too. Freelich too. Yeah, Freelich's got to be in your every. I, I believe he's going to. He's part of this future. You know, at the trading deadline, I said, boy, if you can go out and get so and so, so and so, would you trade Sal Freelich? And people just destroyed me on Twitter. And then here they wanted Freelich pinch it for um, last night. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you. you know, I know there was a lefty on the hill, but boy, you wanted Freelich to be your future star, and you don't want him batting in that situation for for Joey Weimer, and that's another guy who needs a hard reset in the offseason. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, right now, if you were to ask me right now, uh, right now I'd go with Mitchell in center, Freelich in right, and, of course, Yelich in left. But who knows what Matt Arnold's going to do in the offseason? Who knows? But it's but it all starts here. It all starts with is Craig Council going to be managing the Brewers by this time next week, or are we going to talk be talking about a press conference uh, in Queens about him becoming the next manager of the, of the New York Mets. You know, it's funny because I, I, for a long time, thought there's no way that he ever goes to manage the Mets, but it's what he didn't say, Chuck, when asked specifically about the New York job. He never said, no, I'm not going to New York. He just said, why would I talk about that now when what's ahead of us could change lives? And, he, you know, we know the diatribe. But he never dispelled the myth of, you know, he's off to New York for more money and to be the highest-paid manager in baseball and going to take on – the job of the New York Mets. He never dispelled that myth, did he? Yeah, how many times do you get a chance to be the manager of the New York Mets in your life? I mean, let's face it. It's like Tom Crean taking the job at Indiana uh, mm-hmm. from Marquette. That was, I mean, you can't pass up Indiana. And can you pass up, sure, the Mets, you know, they, but they could spend a lot of money. They were disappointed this past year, but, you know, we're talking the Big Apple. We're talking New York and all the great things you could possibly do and win a World Series there and and you know you don't have that luxury of being able to spend all that money in Milwaukee. After the game yesterday, Bill, I just I thought Craig took some regular season losses a heck of a lot harder than he took. At least he showed that at the press conference. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it felt we you know when he was talking about this group and this is a great group and this these guys accomplish a lot. It was like he's talking about his senior class graduating. So we'll see, we'll see. You know, he's not going to come out. I mean, at least. At least he didn't come out like you know Nick Saban. I'm not when he was at Miami. You know Nick Saban. I'm not going to my. I'm not going to Alabama. I'm not right. going to Alabama. For the last time, I'm not going to Alabama. A few weeks later, 
He's at Alabama. Okay. So Craig's not giving us that stuff. At least he's not coming up. No, I'm not the New York Mets manager. But, yeah, him not saying anything about that kind of tells you. He, he, without saying something, he said something to us uh, here in the yeah. past couple of days. Now, here's the next question. If he does go to New York, and if it's not for a t- – I mean, I don't know what his contract specifics are right now, but if it's not for a bunch of money more – then do you look at it as he wants to go to a team that one can spend money and buy real players, we'll say, quote, uh, and I don't mean to demean anybody on this team, but you, you understand what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. Or is it just he wants out of this Brewers organization and some of the things that have gone on? Because then that would lead you to believe maybe there's something behind the scenes, maybe with ownership, that he hasn't necessarily agreed with, and then the first opportunity to get out of here, he's gone. Could be, could be. But if you look on the other end of this, Craig has lost nine of his last 10 playoff games. He's 7-12 and 12 overall as a playoff manager. And most of those wins coming up early on in 2018. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's not been good in the postseason lately. And I think that's the mark against him. You know, the New York Mets are going to get a, a guy who's won playoff, or he, a guy who's won division titles in a bad division. And if you look at our division, the NL Central, not a lot of postseason success in the last several mm-hmm. years. The Brewers have a large part of that. You know, they've. Uh, I saw Bob Nightingale put this out. The NL Central Bill, since 2019, has lost 20 of 22 playoff games, and the Brewers are a large part of that. So, right. yeah, you're getting Craig. I'm not saying Council would be a bad hire for somebody, but you also look at you look at it, it's like, man, you know, the postseason comes and these guys fall flat on their face. You know they fall. They they pull a Matt Lafleur. They fall. They fall flat in their face. Um, so I don't know. I I just think that my hunch is he's going to the New York Mets. I, I I think if he was coming back to the Brewers, he would have already signed that extension. Uh, and I I just have a feeling he's going. That's my gut feeling. He's going to the New York Mets. I, I wouldn't have said that as strongly a couple of weeks ago, but just being around here in the last three days or so my gut feeling around around the ballpark uh, covering these games the last few days my gut feeling tells me yeah i don't think he's long for the milwaukee brewers do you think the relationship between him and david stearns is that strong that stearns is looking at him going oh yeah we got to get craig council here to help fix this problem that we have in new york with the mets well it was also an antanasio hire when they hired him in 2015 antanasio pushed mm-hmm. hard for craig you know when they moved craig into the front office um after his playing days you knew they had some plans for him. And if they weren't going to hire him, somebody else was going to hire him as manager. So obviously when Renneke got off to that slow start in 2015, Craig moved in and became the manager of this team. And uh, yeah, um, I think they got a pretty good relationship, Antanasio and, and Council. But I think Council, the question he's got to ask to Antanasio, and I'm sure he's probably asked this, well, are we going to continue to operate on bare bones and, and not going out and our free agent pickups are going to be minimal or are we going to be able to spend a little money and, and give me more groceries to cook with? Right. No, good stuff. Uh, Chuck, always fun. And then as things begin to break, we will uh, touch base yet again. Okay. You better believe it. And Bill, uh, locked on brewers. Follow me on Twitter. Of course, Chuck Freeman, F R E I M U N D our YouTube, our growing YouTube audience, go to YouTube, Search Lockdown Brewers, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell. And, of course, our great uh, downloads. We're the number one brewer podcast on the Internet. Uh, Google, Spotify, Apple, we're on all the downloads. We'll be download. We'll be there all post-season, all 
podcast all through this postseason, offseason, talking Brewers baseball every day. Bill, it's always a pleasure, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bud. Talk to you later. There you go. Chuck Freeman, Locked on Brewers podcast, at Chuck Freeman over there on uh, on Twitter, on X as well, and you can see his stuff there. Good stuff, and I, I'm kind of hoping that he doesn't go to New York. Uh, i got to be honest with you. I am uh, I'm, I'm saying a couple of prayers that it doesn't happen. Uh, I, you know what's funny is we were sitting here talking about going and doing the huddle in lacrosse. I no more than said where we're going to go, and I got a, a quick text from Craig Every from Every Plumbing and Heating, and he said, oh, yeah, flip side, great place, and they'll be there. So he's going to come by and say hi that night when we're going to be in lacrosse coming up in a few weeks. But to Every Plumbing and Heating, we may stop there over at Every Plumbing and Heating located in on Alaska. That's Lacrosse, Trempolo, Monroe, Vernon, Jackson counties, founded by the Korean War veteran Clayton Every. And if you are, by the way, third generation with Craig giving us a text. But if you're looking for uh, to get maybe your furnace inspected at this point or your boiler inspected at this point, getting ready for the uh, colder months ahead, or if you're thinking about maybe a renovation, if you're thinking about a new water heater, if you're thinking about putting in, say, in-floor heating, something to that effect, they can help you out with all of that stuff. Just call them, 608-783-2803, 608-783-2803. That's every plumbing and heating out in Lacrosse. More of the Bill Michael Show. Come- Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031-2023. They are so close to opening it. Uh, that is our friends with the big music venue going in the backside of the building at Steel Tank Brewing Company in, uh, in Oconomowoc on Roebrook Lane. Right behind the Exonia Bank. Man, they have put some fantastic money into that place. And it's going to be a pretty good-sized indoor venue. So um, they can fit about 500 people into this thing. It's, it's impressive. And uh, Steel Tank Brewing, they're going to start putting in together, uh, putting together some really uh, good lineups. So if you're looking for a great place to go, the new music venue that's not too big, has food, good beverages, small craft brewery right here in the state of Wisconsin, and now a lot of music. That's Steel Tank Brewing on Roebrook Lane in Oconomowoc. And uh, they are open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch and really, really good food. The Italian bomber sandwich is just second to none. It's just so good. But stop out and tell Dave and the whole staff uh, we said hi. But uh, Steel Tank Brewing, man, I cannot wait to see that new music venue open up. Oh, fantastic stuff. 
Coming up here at the bottom of the hour, uh, in case you missed it, uh, Vinny Rotino joined us earlier today, um, just kind of putting a wrap on the Brewers' season in that fashion. And for those of you that didn't get a chance to hear that because we don't have the full network on at that period of time, uh, we're going to have that coming back for you as well. Uh, and I know we got we'll, we'll get into a lot of Packers stuff tomorrow on a Friday, getting ready for the Monday night game, looking forward to the NFL and such, all of that stuff coming up. So I, I apologize, but today is a day to – kind of put a wrap on the uh, Brewer season. One other thing I wanted to mention, and, and we n- have not talked about this, but did you see, uh, and Grant, did you check out Lauren Holiday, uh, the wife of Drew Holiday? Did you see her her tweet and yeah. talk about that at all? Yeah, that's a bummer. <clears throat> I, uh, I, it's, it's interesting because it's been met with what I call kind of mixed reactions. And we talk about this being a business. And I get it. Because when the organization makes a move, it's a business and there's no loyalty. But when players, you know, look at look at a guy like Giannis. I mean, they've been as loyal to loyal to, to him as they possibly could be, bringing his family over, making him comfortable, babysitting him when he first got here. I mean, John Hammond did everything to make sure that he was comfortable and didn't leave. He wanted to leave at one point. I mean, they did everything for him. Then they gave him the supermax. They paid him all the money. And but it's a business. I want to win. I I'm going to put them on notice. Well, then one of the <laughs> one of the you know innocent bystanders, if you will, one of the casualties of that statement was, well, then we're going to get one of your friends. Get rid of him. We're going to go with Damian Lillard. And so the business side, because Drew Holiday, man, he had put roots down here. He wanted to stay here. He had made that very very clear. Uh, but Lauren Holiday. Talks about on Wednesday, uh, her husband took a nap, and when he woke up, he woke up to the news that he'd been traded. No warning, no heads up, not even a conversation that it could possibly happen. Just, it's done. Now move on because it's not personal, it's business. And she said, I'm not sharing this to say that we're entitled to anything. I'm sharing this to say we're human beings whose kids develop friendship with other kids in the community. We are people who value family and friendships and invest in the cities that we play. We don't just take from the city we play in. We give to the city we play in, and we give our all. So, yes, this is uh, more than business, not because we're offended by it, but because we are people. We're human beings. We have relationships, dreams, and a connection as to where we play. She said, as I write this, we are grieving the loss of all of that while celebrating the hope and joy of what's ahead. Now, the growth is in allowing ourselves to feel the pain right now and turn it into power for how we move on and move forward, and that's how— uh, that's who we are, and that's uh, who we will always be. She talks about the kids having, you know, other the, – the kids just went back to school, and now all of a sudden, in a, in a blink of an eye, you're gone. You're, you're off to Boston. Uh, first it's to Portland, then to Boston, and you're left in this limbo, and now you got to go make friends in a new city, a bigger city. Obviously, you got to kind of put down the roots, and you got to figure things out all over again. But when – and I, I say this on one hand, she is a million percent correct, and you can empathize with her. I don't think any of us would be prepared with the with the roots that we have to say, oh, we're off. Talk to you later. We're here today, gone tomorrow. I mean, nobody's prepared to do that. But that's the business in which you get in. So you kind of can say, well, you know that's what it is. You know it can happen at any second. But when players, the next time a player says, it's just business, man, remember this. Remember this, because you've got a a player and his wife, his wife more so than anything, speaking out saying, we're human beings. Aaron Rodgers gave the whole diatribe about us being human beings and don't treat us like commodities. 
but yet it's business. You can't have it both ways. And it's tough because you're a human being, and she's a million percent correct, because you want to make it a business, but you can't. Because we have real emotions, real feelings, real connections, real commitments to, to everything, or real dislikes. You know, that's when you can say it's a business. But uh, you, you kind of really, it, it's the vulnerable side, it's the exposed side, it's the empathy, th- empathy side. And I thought it was a terrific article today on Lauren Holiday on the Bucks trading her husband, Drew Holiday. And uh, I haven't reposted it or anything like that, but I will. But if you haven't read it already, it was in the Journal Sentinel today. And I just thought it was a really good piece. Did, what was your reaction to reading that? I mean, it's a bummer. That that does go both ways, though. And I think that's that's something that sports fans need to remember is, you know, Damian Lillard, for example, requested a trade, right? And we've seen, especially yep. in the NBA, players say, I want out of here. And the team very often, you know, honors those requests. The other side of that is a team can trade a player, really with no warning, whenever they want, whenever they get an opportunity. So that's what the money is for. You know, and I have no doubt, yeah. Bill, that the Bucks front office and the people in that organization do everything to accommodate and, and to make that process go smoother. I don't think they're just kicking the holidays out to the curb with no help and no connections on relocating sure. and all that stuff. But it's a bummer. That's what sports is. That's why these guys make so much money. That's part of it. That uh, absolutely. That's part of it. And when you're getting paid millions and millions of dollars, it's hard to draw empathy and sympathy. But in this particular case, when you look at it from her perspective and you put it into the family dynamic, you can certainly understand where it is they're coming from. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Vinny Rotino joined us a little bit earlier on the program and talked about, kind of gave us his recap of the season and what he was feeling, and we'll get into all of that. I want to remind you, if you haven't seen it already, it's over on the Facebook fan page. You can see it there. It's also with Smoke on the Water and Sloppy Joes. But uh, there's a motorcycle ride coming up a week from Saturday, a week from Saturday, and it benefits Fisher House, Wisconsin. And Joe has always been a tremendous asset and ambassador for that. And in doing so, he always gets two to 300 motorcycles. And uh, a lot of people come out for this. And then they donate the money to a Fisher House, Wisconsin. And it's just it's always such a pleasure to work with him. But uh, with that being the bye week, we are going to be a part of that motorcycle ride. So we invite you to join us, in, joining them in uh, coming on out. It's going to start at Sloppy Joe's and end at Smoke on the Water. And we're going to have a blast and a great time. And it's for a very worthy cause. So if you still got the motorcycle out, uh, come rain, shine, or colder weather, please come out and join us uh, at, Sloop, uh, at Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon on Hubertus, in Hubertus, and then uh, Smoke on the Water in Okachi. And you can find all the information. If you follow me on the Facebook fan page, go to facebook.com slash Show, And you can scroll down a little bit, and you'll see it right there on the page. So appreciate them and appreciate Smoke on the Water and Sloppy Joe. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. You might be, might be 
looking for a new career, a great place to go, a great place to work, and something that's been around a long time. That is our friends from Kemp's, based in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. Kemp's, uh, they've probably been in your dairy uh, uh, section at your grocery store, maybe even in your freezer at one point or another, and hopefully they're there now. But uh, for the opportunities to go to Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, go to Kemp's.com. That's Kemp's.com. They're looking for CDL drivers, some of the uh, the cooler technicians, production and such, and they're paying sign-on bonuses. So if you want to stop in and check it out, go to Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com. That is Kemp's.com, and then click on the word careers at the bottom of the page. And when you go there, you can fill it out, uh, maybe even shoot over your resume, attach it. And before you know it, uh, they could be giving you a call, hell, as soon as today. Uh, and say, hey, let's set something up. We need some good people. So that's our friends at Kemp's.com, a tremendous company based in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. And uh, we always talk about uh, doing things local. Love some Kemp's. Kemp's since 1914 in your uh, in your dairy aisle and uh, in the freezers and such with ice cream and all that kind of good stuff. That's Kemp's.com. Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com. Uh, Vinny Rettino. From Bally's Sports and uh, covering the Brewers and such, and uh, on you know it's great, great to, a great season, but it's not the way we wanted it to end. But I'm I'm good. They exceeded expectations. Vinny, how you doing today? Bill, good. How are you? I'm good. Um, so give me uh, my overall. Last night, I know a lot of fans are upset and mad and everything, and they get bounced in two games and such. But I I looked at it very calmly and I said, look, I I picked 83 to 85 wins. They got 92. They won the division. They did everything they were asked to do and more. I'm not disappointed overall with the season. Give me your thoughts. I'm not either. However, just the way that it ended, I mean, if we're talking about the big picture, uh, just how, you know, the overall season, like you said, the 92 wins, the ability to really make some splashes at the trade deadline that really worked out and get kind of solidified the offense and really kind of gave the team and everybody around in, in the state hope that they were going to make a deep run that i mean yes that was a success but just how it ended man i i this is a this is a hard pill to swallow nothing went their way in those last two games of the season against the diamondbacks and they just got knocked out too early i mean we were all expecting a deep run i don't know where they go from here they could run it back with the with the you know the, the big three or whatever but you know that it, you just have a feeling you know that there's going to be some splashes made in the off season. Likely, I, I don't, I don't have any firm information on that. But then the other thing is, you know, what's going to happen with Craig Council and his contract. So I, I just, <clears throat> it would have been nicer to get, have at least a run at this thing, and then just to get knocked out. It, it is disappointing. But overall, yeah, great year. Um, they continue to prove that they're one of the best teams in all of baseball in terms of, you know, roster construction and um, you know, team. Clubhouse chemistry around baseball, you know, it's just, you know, so so that you can take away and say is a positive, but yeah, it just ended too quick. So, and I agree. I, I two and out, eh, you know, that kind of hurts uh, the way it happened. But you know, hey, uh, like I said, I, I was happy with the season. Now, uh, we can sit here and speculate about who will and who will not be here. But I think first and foremost, they've got to figure out what they're going to do managerial wise. And how long do you give Craig to make up his mind? Um, I got to imagine it's going to happen pretty quickly and how, how these things play out typically is they don't ever want to take away from any other storyline that's going around MLB right now with the playoffs going on. So I, I would imagine it's going to happen 
and again, this is all pure guess speculation, but, you know, b- before the World Series is my guess, just not to take anything away from that. I don't see it dragging on any any longer than, you know, after the World Series and you're getting into November and everything, and you kind of have to give Matt Arnold and Mark Atanasio kind of the courtesy of letting them know whether he's staying or going. Uh, we all hope he's staying, right? So uh, hopefully that is the case. It's just a moot point, and he just signs a – an extension or another deal, but we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. It, it's kind of up in the air right now. I get asked all the time about this, and I, as a matter of fact, it happened a couple of times this morning when I had kind of put a reel together last night and said, hey, thanks to Craig Council for whatever he decides to do, and say everybody's acting like, you know, oh, my God, you really think he's going to leave? I, first of all, it's what he hasn't said. He hasn't dispelled the myth that he could go somewhere else and be a manager. He hasn't said, no, I'm coming back. He hasn't. It's all the things he hasn't said. I thought it would be either the Brewers or nothing. But when it's been brought up time and again about possibly going to the Mets, he hasn't said, no, that's not going to happen. What he has basically said is, I'm focused on the now. And sometimes when guys say that, it's what they don't say speaks louder than what they do say. Am I wrong in that assumption? You're not wrong. And I and I always thought, like, if he was going to be done, he would just take some time off. He's got a couple of sons that are playing Division One baseball right now. He's got, you know, other kids at home going through high school. So I just figured he would take the time just away from the game. But I, I read the same stuff that you have, Bill. Everybody's been so, you know, playing it this very close to the chest. If anyone knows anything, um, they are not saying it. I haven't heard a word, uh, you know, any indication either way if he's going to go to a different ball club or anything. So so he's done a good job of maybe just not saying anything and just staying focused on the season and the task at hand. Um, but now that the season is over, I think we're going to find out here pretty quickly what he's going to do. I, my goodness, I can't imagine that he would go to another ball club, especially the Mets. But I mean, Steve Cohen probably has a blank check for him. You know, hey, come over here. And um, but again, I, I don't know. It would be very surprising if he does go to the New York Mets and manages another ball club. So let me let, let's start to look ahead. This, this is all hot stove talk at this point now, but. If you're, I'm not saying what changes need to be made. What does this team need? Yeah, so, I mean, it's quite simply, I mean, if if Christian Yelich shows that he can consistently stay healthy and do what he did in July and August, then then I think this team can, can make a deep run. They just, they're missing that star power, that kind of, you know, that, that uh, you know, the, the Braves had uh, like four all-star MVP-type guys on their roster and just how they produce. The Brewers had none, right? I mean, consistently right. over the, the course of the year. So um, I think I think they need that. And Christian Yelich is that guy, and he showed that he was that guy again in parts of the season. I think he got hurt, the back hurt. Got, and so I, I think if he's consistent with his approach, if he's consistent with – uh, be, staying healthy, I think the Brewers can make that deep run. Now, uh, are they going to move on from from one of the big three? I, are they going to? You know, there's always been these rumors about trading Corbin Burns. Is that going to happen? Um, are they going to be able to extend one or two of those guys? I, I don't know. Or are they just going to go ahead and let those guys be a free agent after this next season? So, I think if you can get a consistent year from Christian Yelich, being that star MVP type, uh, and then. And then you and then you go ahead and and keep all three of those pitchers. I think they they can make another deep run. I, I just don't know if this roster is going to be constructed and look the same come March. 
Uh, everybody equates money to winning. And granted, there are some teams that have some money that are in the postseason, obviously. But the Baltimore Orioles have done it. They've kind of bucked the odds for a team that's in the bottom five of all the Major League Baseball payroll to be able to say, okay, here we are. Not only did we get to the postseason, but we won the big, bad American League East. So uh, I, I don't necessarily take money and just equate it to automatic wins. But I, I would assume at some point you got to look at some positions and say, we're going to have to upgrade, and we're going to have to spend some money. If we, Like you said, if we think we are going to be competitive again next year and take that next step or two or three, they're going to have to upgrade in a few spots. Uh, so it, I'm not sitting here saying you got to go out and spend millions, but I think this year they got to make an investment in a few positions, correct? Well, uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back a little bit on that, Bill, just because if you look at some of the free agent signings around the league over the years, a lot mm-hmm. of them don't work out. They just don't right. work out, right? So, so all of a sudden you have dead money and a dead contract sitting there. And what what that does to an organization like the Brewers who have the smallest uh, TV deal in all of baseball, they're the smallest market in all of baseball, it's just going to set them back. All of a sudden you're going to – you're going to not necessarily be able to get into the, into the playoffs. And I know fans don't like to hear that. They don't like to hear, okay, we don't want to just get in. We want to make that deep run. Well, I, I, I hate to break it. it you got to just get in first, and then let's see what happens. Because in baseball especially, you hear players talk about this all the time. You just got to get hot, and then you can make that deep run. And if things went their way, the Brewers had nothing go their way in these last two games against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They hit so many hard line drive outs at guys that it just didn't go their way. I think we'd be kind of excited about this Brewers team if a couple of those balls get through. I think we'd be playing a game three, and I think they could win that game three against the Diamondbacks. But look, they just got to be able to get in. I, I like this model that they are pursuing of just sustained success, try and trade for prospects, because those prospects our capital to make a splash, maybe in the offseason, like they did with William Contreras. But remember, that's how they got William Contreras. They traded a prospect in order to get him. Now, he is an all-star, and he's a perennial all-star. He's going to continue to improve, and he's going to continue to anchor this Brewers lineup along with a Christian Yelich. So I, I do think that is the model. That's the, the model that they have to pursue. I don't know if, if signing a big free agent and making a big splash at the you know this winter is going to really do anything or move the needle, it might. But I just I would be very weary and be very careful about it because we do not want to see the, the the late '90s Brewers. I don't ever really ever again. I want to I want right. to be competitive. I want to try and get in the playoffs. Real quick before I let you go, now that we've kind of filmed it or trimmed it down to eight teams, who you got winning it all? The Braves just look like a juggernaut, honestly. I mean, if they're starting pitching and hold up, I think they're going to just hit their way into another world championship. Awesome stuff, Vinny. Appreciate it. Loved watching you all season long. We certainly appreciate your time, and we'll talk again real soon, okay? Anytime, Bill. Thanks. There you go. Vinny Rettino of Bally's uh, covers the uh, the Brewers, obviously, at Vinny Rettino over on uh, Twitter, on X. You can uh, read his stuff there, but good stuff. Good stuff, and uh, just kind of putting a wrap on this Milwaukee Brewers season. Uh, let's do this. Speaking of wrapping, we'll wrap it up when we come back. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Big old segment coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. 
Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031-2023. Dave, listening to us in Racine, Wisconsin, uh, says, uh, Hey, Unit, had the in-home consultation from your friends at Pella Windows and Doors. Loved their bedside manner. (laughs) Hopefully you're kidding. You're not actually doing that in bed. Uh, He said, I think I'm going to go ahead and go with it. I'll pull the trigger probably next week. But what what a great bunch of options and a lot of different things to choose from. Uh, putting all the financing together now, but uh, thanks for the heads up. They are great people. That is from Dave listening to us down in Racine, Wisconsin. Dave, appreciate the email. And, yeah, our friends at Pella, this is the time to do it because uh, you order them now. They get everything custom cut and measured and manufactured and assembled, and then they come over and custom install it and warranty it. It's 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 a tremendous thing. I, I don't know how else to put it. I had a great experience with them. They've been awesome to work with, and not to mention the uh, the value added to my home. The economical factor when it comes to the heat in the winter and the you know keeping the air conditioning in in the in the summer, so I I don't have anything absolutely zero to negative to say uh, about my experience with Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, and I absolutely love them. And when I had my house reappraised, uh, the first thing that the appraiser noticed was the windows and doors and said, "Oh, that's a big deal." And I'm like, "Okay," and they ended up giving me quite a bit for the windows and doors and far more than I paid. So the value to your home, the economical factor, the curb appeal, all of that plays into it. And Dave, thanks, man. And if you want to be like myself and Dave, go to uh, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. Time now for what did we miss? What did we miss? Uh, Bill, <laughs> I've just been collecting uh, really, really uh, – frustrating stats about the Brewers, right? Stats that make okay. this loss hurt even more. Can I read you some of these? Because they're kind Do of it. funny. Uh, first one, uh, teams that scored first in the wildcard series this year in 2023 went 6-2. and two. The two losses were both uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. So that's a, a kick to oh. the groin. Here's another stat about, speaking of scoring first, this is from Optistats on Twitter. The Brewers are the second team in MLB history to have a multi-run lead at home in each of the final two games of a postseason series, but lose both games by three-plus runs. The only other team to do it were the Cubs in game six and seven of the 2003 NLCS against the Marlins. Mm. Which, Man, by the just... way, was that that was Craig Council's team in 2003, right? Yes. Yep. 2003, and they won, uh, the, uh, they won the World Series. Uh, both times, Craig Council was in the World Series as a player, with uh, both Arizona and the Marlins, uh, he was uh, a key cog in winning that World Series. 
One more statistic, uh, and this is from yeah. Kurt Hogue, who's a friend of the show. He'll be on my show tonight to kind of recap the Brewers series. or two. It's not even a series. It was two games. Uh, yeah. Since Game 7 of the 2018 NLCS, the Brewers have had 98 runners reach base via hit, walk, or hit by pitch. Of those mm-hmm. 98 runners, Bill, do you want to guess how many have scored? 98 runners. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 15. 17. You were dang close. Well done, big unit. That is not a good uh, – and I knew I, – I figured it had to be a low amount because percentage-wise because the Brewers have not been able to play runs. So that's kind of what I was figuring, but, uh, man, just uh, just a tough day at the ballpark. Pardon the pun. Yeah, the Brewers are 1-9 and nine in their last 10 playoff games, and they're averaging 1.7 runs per game in that span. Man, oh, man. That is, that is not going to win you a lot of postseason ballgames. I'll tell you that right now. No, the one that they won against the Braves, uh, I think it was game one. That game was like a, a Rowdy Telez solo shot and then a flawless pitching performance start to finish. It was like one to nothing or two to one, wasn't it? It was yeah. razor thin. They barely mm-hmm. won that game. Yep. It's, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of base runners, a lot of excitement, a lot of big moments, a lot of cheering only to go, oh. Yeah. Oh. So, so you yeah. asked me, what did we miss? We missed a, a bunch of really depressing stats that make this loss hurt even more (laughs) after further examination it was as bad as it seemed in fact it's probably even worse than it seemed watching that game yesterday upon further review it sucked is what uh what you could have said yeah there you go uh a lot of reaction pouring in our first announcement for the huddle which is going to be in a couple of weeks uh we're going to be coming to lacrosse to flipside bar and grill we got some other things in the works i just heard from a couple of different places today as a matter of fact, so uh, we're going to try to see what we can pencil in. Got a tight pack schedule, but uh, tomorrow, a lot of football. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Guaranteed. Back at it again tomorrow, getting you ready for the weekend, getting ready for the Packers coming up on Monday night. So good, good stuff. So tonight, we got nothing. We're just Thursday night football. What do you want to do? You just want to cheer against the Bears tonight? Maybe we have a couple of drinks uh, in honor of the Bears going down. I think so. That's a great plan. Maybe we do that. Yeah, maybe we do that. There you go. So until we talk again 20 hours from now, time for us to get out of here. Have a go. Whoop.